I feel that I should preface this by letting you guys know that um, some of you may have heard some of this teaching before. If you have been part of the uh, foundations group or like the newer one that I've started to revamp a little bit or even the um, spiritual formation group, then you would note that some of this is familiar. I was talking to Pastor Brent about it when we were reviewing curriculum and whatnot, and he liked it and he wanted me to share it with you guys. It actually really fits well with what Pastor Brent's been teaching on. And I'm shutting off the fan and doing things. I'm doing all the stuff I was supposed to do earlier. There we go. So um, it's called load versus burden. But we don't want to jump ahead of ourselves. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a step back and we're going to talk about who the church is anyhow. Because that's really important for our message today. Okay? So I promise we'll get to the Galatians passage. But, you know, keeping in the theme of our verses, we're talking about load versus burden. I wanted to talk about some other verses that people get confused or are uncomfortable with here in the church. So the first thing we're going to talk about is exclusive versus inclusive, okay? So I'm going to show you a diagram, and it's going to look weird. I worked on it a long time ago, and I edited it even last night to try to make it a little bit better, and this is as good as it gets, okay? So this is what Dr. Van Johnson calls the Pentecostal wheel. The idea with the wheel is that you would have an understanding of the Pentecostal church, the Pentecostal movement, how it came to be, how it came to pass. And the, the, the point of the wheel is you would enter into the Pentecostal movement or a Pentecostal church like we are by the outer rim, the green part here. So experiencing God, intimacy with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. These are ways that you would maybe find yourself in a Pentecostal church or part of the Pentecostal movement. The spokes of the wheel, or these arrows around it, are things that are like our pillars that hold us, that strengthen us. As you enter the church, there are things that you will find we value greatly. We value evangelism, healing, holiness, baptism of the Holy Spirit, and missions. But it all rests on the one point that is our axle, the strongest part, the center of the wheel, which is Jesus Christ, the soon-coming King. See, we had urgency that was a really big deal, part of the Pentecostal movement when we started. We thought, you know, we were convinced Jesus is coming back soon, and not just soon, he's coming back Thursday, okay? And we need to prepare ourselves, get ready. And with that, that pushed our missions. We got to get out there. Our evangelism, share Jesus. People need to be healed, not so they live forever, because Thursday, right? Because they need to be doing missions and evangelize. We are holy people, meaning that God is moving through us, working through us to better ourselves. We care about being good, wholesome, because of the Spirit of God dwelling within us. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit was a significant part of that, showing that God is giving us more, granting us more, allowing us more. Not that we're better than anybody else because of it, but that it was a strengthening to do these things. Because Jesus is coming Thursday, right? So, I say these things because some people look at this and they see the outer rim and they say, experiencing God through the Holy Spirit, intimacy with Jesus, this makes you sound like an exclusive church, like you need to be a certain type of person. So, exclusivity is looking at things like, 
you must be a certain type of Christian or um, you, you need to believe every word that's dictated by the POC or something like that. These are, these are characteristics of exclusivity, but we aren't exclusive, no. These are characteristics of inclusivity. Everyone is welcome through our doors. We start by loving you not judging you. Our guests and the unsaved person are our priority. I don't know if we portray that. I hope we do. If you're a guest with us and you feel uncomfortable, it's probably because we made you shake everyone's hand. And they all said, who are you? What's your name? Where do you live? Is that your real hair color? <laughs> Sorry. But we need to know... <laughs> Because we love you. We want to love you. We want to say, oh, this isn't mine either, right? Like, I don't know. Like, we're just trying to relate to you. So, sorry if you're uncomfortable, but I, I pray that you are comfortable. We're not judging you. I don't care if you got a tattoo on your face. It's probably cool. Um, but, you know, just be welcome here. Love the fact that you're here because we love that you're here, okay? That's the point. We want people to know that. We don't judge people. God is ultimately the judge. You've heard me say this before. Many people have said this before. The Holy Spirit convicts their heart, but we're supposed to do what Jesus did right? We're supposed to do what Jesus did, which from what I understand is a lot of amazing healing, walking, reclining by tables and eating bread, um, but he did a lot of great things too, right? He did amazing things, loving people. The healthy don't need a doctor, the sick do. Some of you are going to be uncomfortable with this next slide, so let me explain. This is a poster. It's not posted in a church. It's definitely not posted in our church. But what it says is something that I think is interesting. See, we do not support sin or condone unhealthy lifestyles, but every human being on this planet should be welcome and safe within these walls. That's important to us. We are not judging souls. We are messengers of grace and peace. And I think these posters are interesting because when I read them, I don't get hurt and offended saying, oh, look, it's yet another business or property that's, saying all of these things are great. Let's be super diverse, choose our own genders, identities, religions, and, and all of these things. But what we are is we're a place where every single person that maybe fits on this list should be really welcomed and loved in this building, right? I don't preach that all religions are supposed to be worshiping in this building, obviously. We kind of have one specific one that we've honed in on, right? Um, but, you know, with, um, you know, Pastor Jess was part of a world religions class, and she got to tour mosques and uh, Hindu temples and different things, and she could tell you those stories. But one thing that she did do was she noticed that everyone was so welcome to have somebody, even though they knew they were of a different religion, in their building to say, you're interested, you're curious as to what we do. I just want to show you that we care about you. Do we do that better than them? Are we worse at it? Just some food for thought. But remember, I'm not condoning sin or certain lifestyles. I'm saying we're inclusive people. We love people. And they're always welcome here, right? So, number one out of the verses, who's the winner? Ding, ding. Inclusivity. We are people who want people to come to us, come through the doors, be around us, hang out with us. But it's not just about this room either, right? We go out. We are the church. We meet with people. So that's the first thing that we have to understand. The next one we're going to do a little bit of a verses of is cultural versus countercultural. 
This is taught every now and again through churches so that you understand um, how God works. Uh, we understand that Jesus was quite countercultural. The things he taught, just read the beginning of Matthew, the Beatitudes, saying that half of these horrible things, blessed are you if you go through them. It's wild, but he tried to set something forward that the kingdom of God is not the kingdom of humanity. It's not the same, and we do things differently. So, anyways, let's look at what culture looks like. When I typed in culture, I ended up typing in the word hipster because I figured that's pretty cultural, and I got the first picture, and I thought, you know what, this needs just some avocados. So I added that. This is very culturally relevant. Instagram this. This is it. This is, this is the thing. Anyways, so that's why I have those photos up there. Jess thinks I'm crazy, but maybe she's not wrong. Okay. So what are some things that define culture, right? What's a cultural relevant thing? Um, a church for one type of people is when you value culture. Um, that moves with the ebb and flow of cultural mores, right? That follows secular leadership when dealing with changes in, in culture. That's a cultural thing, and many churches do this. What's countercultural? This picture, I always think of the church, I think of planet Earth kind of with little lights on it lit up that show you all the Christians on the planet because the church is everyone on the planet. Sorry, ISS Christians. I'm sure you're up there taking this photo. That's the International Space Station. Anyway, so every Christian everywhere, right? And so that's why I chose that picture. So countercultural, what are we as a church? Well, one thing that's important to note is that the church is people of the world. And it believes in an unchanging message that transcends all cultures. When you do missions, those of you that went to Honduras, going to go to DR and all these other places, you may have noticed something, that there is a hunger, thirst, and love for the Lord if you visited a church or other pastors. And maybe it's stronger in some places, and you wish you had that here. I get it. Different cultures. But same God. Same Holy Spirit moving in those moments. And that's something that we can think about and teach about, but until you're there, you really get it. And it's okay that they do things their own kind of cultural way because God, His church, transcends all cultures. We are counter-cultural, okay? Not to say that we're against culture, but we're different than. Does that make sense? You got what we are so far? We're inclusive, welcome people. We are counter-cultural, okay? So, let's go back to the main event. We have load versus burden. Now that you're in our church, you're part of our church, and Pastor Brand has been teaching on the Grow Up series, talking about spiritual maturity, furthering yourself in the body of Christ, iron sharpening iron, working together to be the body of Christ. How do we do that well? Well, one thing that I think is really important for us to get right is the concept of load versus burden. So let's read. Galatians chapter 6, verses 2 to 5, together. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Galatia. And he says these words, verse 2. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. 
Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. I like to think this is somewhat self-explanatory, but we're going to dig into this. Because it can, be con- it can be confusing when you read it and you, you see, carry each other's burdens. And you're like, hey, man, sounds great. And then you read and he's like, you need to, you know, hone into this and, and strengthen yourself and carry your own load. And that sounds confusing. So I'm going to talk about the differences. Your responsibility is your load. So you have a load. You have a life with responsibilities. Uh, entrusted to you by God. You have giftings and callings, and they are yours to carry. Here's some examples of, of a load. Your personal spiritual health, your relationship with God, your family, your financial well-being, your physical health, your social health. I'll get to the burden in a minute, but think on these things. I don't know how else, I guess, you know, sometimes you find people, they come into a church, and they, they become kind of like a spiritual mooch, I guess, and they're like, I, I want a little of this from you, I need this, I need this, I need this, and they cling to you, and they can be draining to you sometimes if you're, you know, a leader, or you've, you know, come alongside them to guide them and, and disciple them, but note that they're navigating what their load is, they're trying to figure that out, so be patient with them, but remember that in this church, in any church that is inclusive and countercultural, you find that you need to be someone who looks at these parts of your life. I know it's a little gray, a little dark, but you look at these parts of your life, your spiritual health is your responsibility, right? Seek help, seek a pastor, but I'm not praying for you. You speak to your Savior, right? Your relationship with God, that's your relationship with God. You need to work on it. You're not going to go to heaven on someone else's coattails, wings, whatever, right? that kind of speech. Your family, you need to care for them. Your financial well-being. I know bad things happen and things come and go. We're praying for jobs. But wisdom does come from the Lord, and we can help you with wisdom. We've been teaching about financial stability for a long time here in the church um, this year. But note that these are things that are your responsibility, just like your physical health. Right? Exercise, diet. Don't say, Lord, make me 10 pounds lighter today. And then go back to bed. I've tried it. It doesn't work. (laughs) Maybe a little more oomph in my prayer. I don't know. You know, walk around. Do something. Your social health is important, too. I don't know if you ever think of that. But it is. Your social health is important. And just for one simple example that I'll throw out there right now, you're in a church of people. And if you're introverted, like I am, I know it doesn't make sense right now, but it's true. I can talk to a group of thousands, but if I have to mingle with you, I feel weird. I just do. Anyway. But anyway. Because you recharge your batteries alone sometimes a little bit better. That's fine. But even if you're introverted and you got those things, note that you're part of a body of Christ. You have an important role. And we need you. We need you to be part of that. And we want you to socially be part of things with us because that's healthy for us. We talk about corporate worship. And, you know, I'm not pointing any fingers because I don't know anybody that's ever said this to me, but maybe you've thought it. If you think, oh, I'll skip church today. I'm just going to play a worship CD and listen to a sermon online. You've missed something. You've missed the people. You've missed the church. 
All you did was listen to a CD and a podcast or something, right? So there's something about being here, being with people. Your social health is important. So that's your load, okay? That's your load. And this is important to understand. A burden is more than you should handle. I say should because some of you carry burdens and you're like, I can handle this. I don't care what you think you can handle. There's things that you're just not supposed to. You got that? There's things you're not supposed to. There are things that we shouldn't have to deal with. They're burdens from a broken world. Sometimes Satan really messes with our lives. And in other instances, we have just a broken world we're dealing with. So these are some examples of burdens. Health issues. Remember when I said take care of your health? Well, when you get the phone call that you have a lump in your lung, I don't care how much you jog, that's not something you're going to fix, right? You have your health responsibilities, but health issues come, and this is a burden into your life, and it's hard, and you're not supposed to do it alone. Anxieties, depression, loss and tragedy, attacks from the enemy, or a lack of understanding and a lack of wisdom. When you're still stuck handing your load to other people, you do find that there's a burden in your life, and that is that you've not honed in to the understanding and wisdom that you have a load and that you have burdens. So, it's on the list. And this is when those issues of loss of job and whatnot come. Yeah, you can be as wise as you want with your money, but when circumstances find that you are laid off or in a hard situation, just like the health issue I explained, that's when your load finds its way. That's now a burden. It's hard. And you shouldn't have to carry it alone. But guess what? You're in a church. Let's read again, Galatians 6, 2 to 5. It says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, and they deceive themselves, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to anyone else. For each of you should carry your own load. See, as a church, it is our duty to carry our own load. It isn't something we are to pawn off on someone else, and we need to grow and learn and develop our strength as our load changes. Because it does change. God has called us to carry that load. Even speaks within our passage here that you can take pride in yourself alone. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be comparing yourself to others. Don't compare loads. Theirs is bigger. They're great. They're this or they're that. God has entrusted you with something that you should take care of. God has called us to it. But when burdens come, and they will, don't think they don't, they will, we are to share that. We're not supposed to carry it alone. I like this. This is the church is a support system that works best when loads are taken care of and burdens are shared evenly. 
This is something we don't often get right. That we would take care of our own loads and understand it. God can give you wisdom to understand what that is. But that we would share the burdens evenly. If only two people are carrying a burden, then they're going through it almost as if it's their own load and it's heavy for them. We need to take care of each other in these situations. Don't cast your responsibilities on everyone around you and don't go through a burden alone. Likewise, be the church that sees the struggling member of our community and help them with their burden. One of the things we did with spiritual formation is we had people sit in various places around the church, which was fun. Um, but then, because they didn't sit where they normally do. And then the idea is to greet people at greeting times, say hello, how are you, but actually mean it, and wait for a response. And if they say, fine, how are you? Kind of finish the conversation quickly and move on because I want them to find someone that's genuinely going to share how they're doing. We can be super superficial, right? Super superficial. <laughs> and we can be people that's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Great. Awesome. And we can be dying inside. We can have burdens galore. And we just don't know how to share them. And I would say find the right people and the right person, yes, because not everybody in the room is going to be very good at and well-equipped to help you with that burden. But that's, you know, where this teaching comes in. we got to get ready for this. I want you to be ready for during greeting time when you say, hey, how you doing today? And they say, I'm horrible right now. I just got all of this information, and I'm lost, and I don't know what to do. Don't say, oh, great, awesome, okay, uh, uh, someone will, I'll send someone, and then just leave, right? If you need help, gather people with you. I was a lead pastor at 24, and um, some people say, how do you do that? Well, know that you're not doing it alone, because A, of course, the easy answer, the Lord does work through you. But B, if there's a situation I haven't faced, and trust me, 24-year-olds don't face all the situations of the world, then there's others that you can lean on around you. No, be accountable. Find others to come alongside you. Carry each other's burdens. I walked through suicides, death and loss. I walked through uh, cancer, and I've seen people healed, jump out of hospital beds, and it was actually really it was cool and weird. Um, and it's just amazing to see what God can do. Don't be afraid to say, how can I help you? And don't be afraid to say, I'm not sure I can do that, but, right? Communicate. It's okay to open your heart a little bit. Our culture is really bad at being vulnerable and sensitive and real. Be down to earth. Be you. I don't need to preach on authenticity again. I've done that already. But that's the idea, right? There's things you can do. There's things you can't do. But loving each other, we're called to do. So we got to do it, right? And we got to work on these burdens together. We can help each other, and carry these burdens. I read a long list of prayer requests, and I know it's not everything that's in this room. Because we can carry these things together. We can pray with one another. We can visit one another in the hospital. We can see each other through these things. We can help each other when you're financially blessed and you know someone just lost their job and they're stuck and they're worried. They're holding the bill. They're watching the calendar. They know that that date's going to come and they're going to get a letter that says, you know, we're shutting your power off or something. And you just got to connect each other and love each other and help each other. 
Because that's what we do. We are a church. And we're not exclusive, just us. We should be able to do that to someone who walks through the door with a bunch of burdens. Because that happens. By the time someone wants to come in through these doors, sometimes their load got so heavy, their burdens are overflowing, they come in here because they don't know what to do with it. So, yeah, what's your, is that your natural hair color? How you doing? What's your age? Where you live? Do you have a burden you need me to carry? Can I help you? Can I love on you? Here's money. I don't know. I just, you know, I don't know. Something. Here's a home remedy of some essential oil or avocado spread. <laughs> Put it on toast. It's good for you. Gluten-free toast. No, obviously. That's the thing. You gotta seek each other with your heart. Open yourself up. It's okay to be a little vulnerable. Someone may share a lot with you. And you know what? You have a really great lead pastor and pastoral staff that wants to help you through that. People may give you information, may want to share a burden with you that just seems really heavy and you're not too sure what to do with it. We're here to help with that. We really, really are. Um, because, yeah, things can, I was going to say nothing can really shock us. I'm sure you could shock us. You, you, I'm sure. But we're not afraid of what God can do. We've seen what God can do when we work together and we want to come alongside you to do that. Do we understand this? Church support system works better when loads are taken care of. And burdens are shared evenly. Here's another thing, if you haven't already gotten it, it's important to remember this. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is personal, but it's not private. Sometimes it's a hard thing to get, right? That's why we're, again, part of a church. We're here together, all of us. That this personal relationship, which really sinks deep and is intimate, and we understand so many things, and this is why, you know... Guys don't want to often go to groups where we sit around and talk about our feelings and cry. That doesn't sound fun. This is why the altar sometimes is a hard place to come to because you can have some of these things that just don't, don't come naturally to you. But that's because it's supernatural, right? We have the Spirit of God that triggers things within us emotionally, triggers things within us socially to get outside of our bubble and be a little bit different because we're a connected group and we need to act connected. So, it's personal, but it's not private. We're here to do it together. Jesus died for all of us, and he did this really weird, crazy thing that I sometimes think, why? And I've said this before. His next step after ascending into heaven was to send his Holy Spirit to embody the church, and we lead the charge forward. It's in our hands. So what are we doing with it? Are we reaching others? Are we doing that Pentecostal wheel thing? Are we, are we seeking to be holy? Are we seeking to evangelize in missions and care for one another and that healing is real and happens in this world? Or are we kind of just looking for that personal Jesus, that, that thing that we're looking to do on our own? We're here to do it together, church. We're here to do it together. Carry your load. We're going to help you figure out what that is. Carry your load. But don't, don't carry a burden on your own. I know some of you are. I've said this before, but I think it's important. God gave you two gifts to deal with any trial, temptation, or problem. Two really great, great gifts. One we know, one we barely ever utilize. The first one is the Holy Spirit. We know that there is a gift. Almighty God, amazing, full, and powerful, residing within us. And when we face hard times, we need to remember him. 
not abandoning you there close. The second is the church, body of believers, people that stand strong, where two or three are gathered. doesn't have to be a big church, right? There he is in our midst. Would you stand? I want to pray over you, church. So let's be the church for one another. Let's pray that God would strengthen us for our loads and give us wisdom to share our burdens. These are the two things that are on my heart. But we also want to pray that we are people that understands to stand firm in our countercultural kingdom culture and to be people that are welcoming. And I know we do that well, so that's why I didn't really hammer that one home for you guys. You do that well. But we're going to pray for these things anyway. Dear Heavenly Father, here in this place, as we look to you, we ask that you would work through us to be your church, the one that you've called to represent you well, the one that you look and you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, your bride, we are the church. We are people, not just Essex Gospel Community Church, but yes, the global body of Christ. And we ask that we would do our part here in our local facility, that we would be people who represent you well on the the streets, in our workplaces, schools, with our families, Lord, that they would understand there's something different about us, that we are people who represent Almighty God, and we're not perfect people, but we are saved, and we are, we are cleansed, and we are working through these things by your great blessing and power that moves through us. So today in this place, I pray that we embrace that lifestyle. We say, yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. We're moving forward, and when people enter into our church, into our friend groups and into our families that we look at them and we say, Jesus, what would you do? How would you approach this person? You would love them. You wouldn't judge. You would teach them. You would help them. You would ask them if they have burdens that need carrying because you, Lord Jesus, are the great burden carrier. And I pray, Lord, that we would represent that well as your ambassadors and seek those as they find themselves here at home in our congregation, that we would seek to show that we love and are inclusive of them. That we would stand firm in our beliefs and what we care to be kingdom culture in this ever-changing, confusing culture, Lord God, that teaches many things that shift and change. But you are unchanging, and I pray that we stand firm in what we care and believe because of you, and that we would seek biblical leadership and teaching as we move forward and navigate this world. Lord God, here in this place, there are people who have loads that are not too sure how to deal with them, and we want to strengthen them, Lord God. They are your gift to them that they are able to carry as they lean and rely on you. So, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us and help us to take charge and to hone in and to say, Lord, you are leading me to carry my own load, and I will do that because you've blessed Bless me with the ability to do so. And God, when things come our way that are hard and we do not know what to do, when the enemy starts knocking at our door and pushing at us or changing things, and when this broken world seems to get a little too heavy and we carry burdens, that we would share them, that we would freely be comfortable to say to another family church member, I need help. I need you. God has blessed me with you and we can go through this together. God, give us that wisdom. Give us that strength, we pray, because all of it is for your glory and your honor and praise. You make all things good, and it's because we are in obedience 
to you in all that we do here in these moments. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you for my load. And I thank you for my church that helps me with my burdens. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.